Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of It Ain't Week to Speak. My name is Sam Webb and I'm here to share some of the most epic conversations I get to have with some of the most fascinating people on our planet. Every episode is dedicated to elevating the conversation around mental health because it ain't weak to speak. I'm a massive believer that a conversation could change and save a life for the better. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are well. Whatever you're doing right now, welcome on to It Ain't Week to Speak. My name is Sam Webb. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I hope you're having a great time. I hope this episode brings you everything that you've wanted to listen to, but a whole lot more. If you've never listened to the podcast before and you want to work on self-improvement, self-best practices, how to help other people, just how to be the best version of yourself, I definitely urge you to go back through the playlist, so to speak, and have a look at what resonates with you and have a listen because time spent on this and education on your own life and on your own self is time well spent, I believe. And I hope that today's investment into your own life, whether it's for yourself or someone else's purposes, I hope it brings you all of the love and positivity that you could ever imagine. And that's what this is all about. So thank you and welcome. Before we get started on this podcast, if you like it, obviously, if you've listened to it before, but you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to the podcast. As you know, it helps us climb the podcast charts, but it does more than that. It actually helps us show up on other people's podcasts all around the world. And so essentially we can spread this message of it ain't weak to speak and help other people from all around the world just by liking this podcast, just by clicking literally on your app right now, subscribe, or even if you're very, very kind, and I would love this if you can, please leave me a review. Any feedback shared is feedback that will help me and help living and help our podcast grow. So Nothing is ever wasted, guys, and I know why you're here. If you're new, if you've heard from me from Survivor and you've ended up at this podcast, you've definitely come to the right place, let me tell you. So without further ado, let's get to it. This podcast, and it's a promise that I made to everybody, if you know about Survivor, if you know of my gameplay on Survivor, if you know I've played the game twice, you're probably here. That's probably why you're listening to this. And if you're just a returnee listening to this podcast week after week, I'm seriously going to thank you again for your consistency, for your loyalty. And it goes without saying, none of this is possible without each and every one of you, you know, taking the time out and listening. So so I put out a call just recently about, you know, I'm going to do a podcast, drop your questions below. I'm going to share what I can, how I can from my own lens, from my own eyes and my own experiences. 
Obviously, there are certain things that I won't be able to say simply just to respect production and respect the game of Survivor. And it's been very good to me both times that I've played it. I'm also going to share with you here around my mental health journey as of late, where I'm at in my own journey in life and what's next. What's next? I'm talking about my wedding is this week, so I'm very excited. I'm actually getting married this Saturday in Mexico and it's going to be absolutely off the hook. So I'm excited. Keep your eyes peeled on my Insta. I'm sure you'll get flooded with Instagram photos and stories and stuff like that, but it's going to be an absolute ripper. I've got a range of questions here, and I'm looking through them on my phone, and people are like, what's your survivor experiences? Did they actually film three different endings? How do you keep your chest hair trimmed? Looks like everyone got it lasered off bathrooms where are the bathrooms what was your mental health like playing the game has it worked better for you playing it or has your mental health gotten worse from playing it who would you want to play with if you had to play again or even in the u.s things like how long was it to wait to see if you actually made the show i'm going to answer as much as i can right here and right now and i'm going to integrate this with a whole bunch of mental health tips and tools and share my own personal firsthand experiences as of where I am today here in April of 2023. So let's go. Question that I get asked all the time is where do you actually go to the bathroom? You know, do you get provided with things like sunblock, mosquito repellent? Now, I'm going to be able to explain this one to you because it's one that everyone needs to know. There is, we call, we have our own name for it off camera. doesn't really matter about the name of it. Everyone changes the name of it. But there is kind of like a drop hole as far as a bathroom goes. So that's where you can go and, you know, go to the toilet, go to the restroom, go to the bathroom, do your things. And there is sunblock and mosquito repellent that we can use off camera in the bathroom or in the long drop, so to speak. And that's important because I think at the end of the day, while it is a game and it's brutal and it's very, very hard, obviously production and crew and cast, like you've got to look after them to some degree, you know, like there has to be some kind of liability. So we have to have those things in order to play the game. So to answer your question, there is a long drop. It's not a beautiful toilet by any means, but there is a place where you can go and do your things and there is sunblock and there is mosquito repellent. Now this, if you want to you know, apply for Survivor, if you're a big super fan and you want to play the game and you want to put your hat in the ring and get involved, I feel like this question gets fired at me all the time. Kind of like, what was the application process like? You know, What did you add to your audition video that made them like really excited for you? I feel like I can't give any direction on that because each person's very unique. We all bring something special when we're just our usual selves. We're all interesting characters, right? So I always say to everyone who's applying, just be yourself. You know, share your good things, share your bad things, share your weaknesses, share your strengths, be vulnerable, show them your humor side, share things in your life that have really changed your life, you know, rock bottoms or mental health challenges or loss of some kind like be honest enough that your full self comes across and at the end of the day you get called through and you go to the next round it's amazing if you don't at least you know that you were yourself you didn't spend hours trying to perfect or direct this perfect video for survivor that was going to make it amazing you were just in you know your integrity was intact you were who you are and that's just the way it was i mean the last thing you want to do is do a video 
where it's not really you and you're trying to script it and then you end up making it to the next stage and then they basically go, well, this isn't the same person that we saw in the video. Where is that person kind of thing, you know? So just be yourself and you've never got anything to lose. Now, the game of Survivor, I must say, while it is a game and it is bloody, you know, it's brutal. And I'm telling you, it is so hard. There is no like behind the scenes hotels and great bet. It's nothing to, it is so hard. You actually have to cook. And if you get fire, great. And if you don't, you're basically hunting from the land. And that is in, if you're in Samoa, like I've played twice, you're eating coconuts and you're basically trying to forage off the land. That is as simple as it gets. If you don't have fire, you cannot make your rice or your bean rations each day. And to answer your questions, you get rice and you get bean rations, which you have to ration up between the tribe. And they only last you about three to four days. So if someone gets heavy handed or rice gets wet or things get lost, that's your own fault and it will not be replenished. So it's about planning accordingly and having someone that you trust, I think, that takes full control of that area. But without going off track, Survivor is a bloody emotional game. There is so many high highs and there are so many low lows and there is so many of that shit in between. And to just to give you an idea, right? So second challenge this season, Dave and I, David Zaharakis and I were on the axe throwing to finish off the challenge and we had to hit five or six tiles and winner who hits all the tiles wins, right? That was like one of the most memorable moments for me simply because I was with Dave and it was like I was back playing my footy days or back at school having a great you know time with my friends and you win a challenge like that and you literally feel on top of the world like you're at your high high but then Samoa right it's extremely unpredictable so it can look so sunny and then out of nowhere they'll get these like super showers and it starts raining and so between winning a challenge and starving for food you actually have to head back to camp and if it's raining, you've got no fire. So my point being is here is if you don't eat, you can imagine the impact that that has on your psyche, on your mental well-being, on your health, and how that makes you feel. You get agitated, frustrated. You know when you get eggy or hangry, some people like to say, when you haven't eaten. So that's an example of the highs and the lows, the unpredictability, the harsh you know, elements of the night over there in Samoa is probably one of the hardest landscapes to play this game. I'm grateful. I love the country and I love the challenge. But there were plenty of nights where I was struggling, you know what I mean, because of the weather and it just comes out of nowhere and when you least expect it. So highs of highs, lows of lows, all that stuff in between. But then when we talk about going to tribal council, you know, like you could win a challenge and you're so high and you've been off it and you're like, yes, it's great. And then you're in amongst your own tribe mates talking stuff. Some people might be speaking strategically and you might be making alliances and whatnot while the other team's going to tribal council. So they're going through the aftermath of losing someone or potentially losing someone. Now, I've gone from winning a challenge to the next day losing a challenge and going to tribal and losing someone that I actually really enjoyed playing the game with. And that in itself is a, an emotional roller coaster. And being at tribal council is one of the most stressful, anxiety-provoking, you know, situations I've been in in quite a while. Because this time the stakes are a lot higher than I've ever experienced. So we're playing with elite game players. You're back at Survivor. You're back at Jury, and you realise that you're going with a plan. But normally that plan doesn't really play out. Not at tribal council. Anything can happen. 
and it's just a pressure cooker. It is so hard. It's so hard to explain. You've got to really be in it to witness it and feel it. But the emotions that you go through throughout playing the game of making great friendships, losing friends, having people turn on you that you thought that would never turn on you, but realizing that, hey, it's just a game, Sam. Get out of your emotions. Switch back to gameplay. Playing the game getting fucked over somewhere along the line then going back and trying to make amends on the emotional side it is a it's a very hard and a very challenging game and i get asked this question all the time would you advise people to go on it if they're struggling mentally with their own mental health you know emotions and challenges and i would like to say you know survivor season one really helped me explore my own mental health and my own challenges it really helped me silence a lot of the things and it helped me actually overcome a lot of the challenges that I'd faced prior to playing back in 2016. So I think it's a double-edged sword to a certain degree. I think it can really, really help, but it could possibly make things worse as well. But I can only speak to my own experiences. I learned a great deal from Survivor, both on a friendship level, a personal level, my own athletic ability and yeah, and my own strength and stuff like that. So for me, it was very positive and I'm very grateful to have experienced it twice. Who was my favorite tribal member or strongest alliance playing Survivor Heroes versus Villains? Well, I had a couple of these great people in my life and straight off the bat, I was very close with Flick. I was very close with David. I was extremely close with Nina. They were definitely my core go-to people I could trust at the very start. I was as close with Sean. I got close with Shani and very, very close with Paige from the OG Heroes. I thought that was an amazing bond, and I tried to look after Paige like a younger sister. She was a, a newbie playing the game, and she was kind of just out on her feet, and I was trying to teach her as best as I could and try to bring her under my wing, help her at challenges, and it was really nice, that combination there. And you have some great people in the game. I, I liked everyone that I came in touch with, and I would work with everyone. But the game of Survivor is a very hard thing because – there's a hundred different things you could say or do during any given day, right? And it's kind of like you've got to say the right thing a hundred times because if one thing gets said that shouldn't be said or one action gets done that shouldn't be done, that could send you home or that could send you on the bottom of the alliance or that could get you on the outers, so to speak. And it's just a very hard game. It's very much a mind game and a social game than anything else, I believe. I think, yeah, it's great to win challenges, especially we saw Liz win that final challenge before she won the game. And I think had she not won that challenge, she probably would have been voted off and George probably would have won it. But at the same time, I mean, who knows, you know? When you win challenges in those important situations, it's very vital. But I don't think you need to win every challenge to win the game of Survivor, and we've seen that. I think it's more of a social and a, a mental game than anything else and a strategic game, which falls in underneath the social side. Playing, you know, season one for me, I played kind of very much a rookie. I, I'd never really watched the game before and, and no disrespect to Survivor fans or, you know, hero players that have played in the past in America or whatever. I just, it was just something that was really new to me. So I was, a, you know, I was kind of stuck out of water. And I tried to learn and play the game while I was playing it at the same time. So I was reaching out to people who'd played it, listened really well and kind of, you know, maneuvered my strategy, which was really just about being honest, transparent and trustworthy because I felt if I could play my game the way I play my life, 
I think I get a lot of people on my side who would like me. And that was really simple for me. So the social game for my side of life and playing the game was amazing because that's just kind of what I do in real life. I didn't have to try and do anything. I didn't try and be someone I wasn't. But this time... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Now I'm playing Survivor. You know, I was playing with the best of the best people who are the, you know, absolute students of the game strategically. And I really did lean on them and not so much ask questions, but I just watched their moves. I watched how they were thinking. Their body language gave a lot of that away. And I felt like I adapted to that pretty well. I adapted to it pretty quick. And I felt like this season and how my seasons kind of changed is. I felt like this season I was more in touch with my instincts and I played with my instincts as opposed to my emotions. 
my instincts have very, very rarely led me astray. And it's something I'm always trying to perfect, you know, with my acting craft and stuff like that. You've got to really be in touch with your awareness and, and your instincts and just act on in the moment kind of stuff. And it was kind of how I was playing the game this time around, you know. I was trying to be a little bit strategic. I didn't want to be a leader. I didn't want to take the front seat. So I let Sean do all that work when we first started out at Heroes Beach. And I let him call the first few calls. I mean, if it was up to me, I would have been putting Haley's name down. And, you know, I bit my tongue there a few times and I just rode the wave. And, yeah, I felt like I was pretty malleable. I felt like this time around I was willing to work with someone who'd burnt me before. And we saw that, you know, with Nina when I went and forged an alliance back with Nina, David, and Liz there to try to take down Haley at the end of the Villains Beach merge and then heading into the final merge. It was kind of like I was really open. But it's just the way the game is. It, it goes so fast, goes so quick. So many things happen. So many things are said. So many things aren't said that should be said or could have been said that would change the outcome of the game. And that's just the way it is. And I'm very, very grateful to be a part of it. I definitely would have to say that this season was way more intense. Like Heroes versus Villains being season eight, Survivor has gone down a whole different line of recruiting you know, players. And I think it's very, very interesting. And I had a hell of a time out there both times. I've loved both of them. I feel like season one was probably more epic in terms of like challenges. And it was a longer game. Like I lasted 49 days in season one, which was two days longer than the winner of Heroes versus Villains. So the time wasn't really the factor for me. I could have easily lasted another 50 days from when I got voted out at day 33. But I look back and I feel like the game was probably from a production standpoint and like the epicness of challenges was probably harder and better in season one. But as far as gameplay goes and strategy and really being playing the game Survivor, this blew it out of the park. This was night and day different. It was faster. It was brutal. People would turn on each other from day one, and it was just on. You know, the moment we hit that beach after we won that first challenge and we got fire, the game was clearly on, and it was so quick. You had to have your you know, thumb on the pulse as best as you could, and you had to be across conversations as best as you could. And that was just you know the beauty of it. And I think Survivor is where it is right now is because it's evolved into the greatest game of all here in Australia. And, well, I should say there in Australia because I'm in L.A., but – yeah, it's a very great game and I love it. I've got so much respect, probably more respect for the game and players now that are playing, who have played, who haven't yet played than ever before. And I'll continue to watch it and hopefully one day, or one day I might be out here in the US playing the old famous season of Survivor here with me boy Jeff Props. Who knows? Who knows what can happen? But I'm living in LA and I love the game and I would definitely play this game again. No doubt about it. I get asked all the time too, like, do they give you any snacks if you're starving? Do you get anything off camera? Do they clear out bugs or do they get rid of things that are kind of creepy and all that sort of stuff? And the answer is simply no. The game is the game for a reason. It is so hard. There is no off-camera snacks. There is no off-camera waters or hand-me-downs or help. It's not about that. Yes, the things that are involved that you don't see on camera is, of course, doctor check-ins, you know, where you get your blood pressure and your key vitals taken. Of course, that is important. 
Everyone needs to maintain well-being. Otherwise, this game and this show would not exist. That happens on both seasons, American and Australian, and that won't change. The same as a psychologist. There is a psychologist there on set. If you do need to speak to someone that is struggling with their mental health, I did check in with a the psych there a couple of times just to touch base, have a yarn, and it was all pretty good. And, you know, people can use them at their own discretion, but the doctor's one is a mandatory one. You've got to basically do a check-in most days. As far as clearing out bugs and all those dangerous creatures and watching falling coconuts, yeah, falling coconuts and stuff are definitely cleared from tall hanging trees over camp, of course, because people will literally die every year in Pacific kind of countries from falling coconuts. So, of course, they're going to be clearing them from around direct camp, so there's no one that can be impacted. Outside of that, there are coconuts everywhere, and it's your job to get them and feed yourself because you need food and water to survive, and that's just the way it is, and that's what Survivor is all about. But I want to tell you a funny story, which they definitely didn't show on Survivor and on this game. We had this crab infestation on Villains Beach 2.0 when we did the tribe swap. We ended up over at Villains Beach, and I'm telling you, it was a beautiful new location. Get to look at a new beach, could see actual waves that were so close. I was like, I need my surfboard. This looks amazing. And it was just really cool to be somewhere fresh, somewhere new, playing with different plays, and kind of taking that risk to what was next. Unbeknownst at the time, we had a crab infestation. When I say that, there was like hermit crabs at night. You could hear them when you were sleeping under your your shelter right and it's all packed down you're literally on the sand again that's where we sleep we actually sleep on the sand or on palm fronds underneath the shelter that we built no one else have built that being said there was hermit crabs you'd see every now and then but there was this one night i'll never forget this and you could hear this rustling at your ears and i was like what is that and we didn't have a torch or anything and obviously it's pitch black but there are nights there where the moon is so bright that it almost becomes like a light for you. And seriously, when I say this, I'm, I'm not shitting you. There would have been 2,000 plus surrounding our shelter. And I'm telling you, they were from both sides. And if you, you know, when you put that vision on your eye and you look somewhere else, when it's really bright, you could see them. They were everywhere. Like where you sat, they were on people. They were scaring us. It was psycho. We ended up calling it Hermageddon. And I'm telling you this, I'll never forget it. They were everywhere. We were like trying to grab them, place them on the beach, trying to move them out of sight, out of mind. And they were everywhere. They were literally everywhere you stood, everywhere you moved, you were standing either on one or next to one. And the amount of nights that we had where people would go, ah, and they would like swing off a crab or some sort of bug that was on them. Mainly it was crabs. And sometimes they were proper crabs, not just your little hermit crabs. They were real crabs, like good-sized blue crabs. They call them in the Samara. So that was probably one of the gnarliest parts of the game. Like when you just wanted a good night's sleep and getting a good night's sleep on an island can be pretty hard when it rains and it stops raining and it rains again and then it stops raining. Then in between all that, you've got crabs trying to, you know, recluse back to your shelter to get, you know, shade or whatever. Maybe they just want a body heat. Maybe they just wanted company. I don't know. But they were coming through our shelter like they needed to get somewhere. And it was crazy. And that was an experience I wanted to share with all of you guys because it didn't make the edit. I thought it would have because it was hilarious. But man, that beach was littered with hermit crabs. And before I get to the end of this podcast and, and share a little bit of a mental health journey update with you guys, I'm going to let you know this. Sean, has not bought me my carton of beers yet, but I have 
received confirmation from him that they are going to be on flow. Although I don't drink beer anymore or not much anymore. Kind of going on a bit of a hiatus from drinking for a while until my wedding, but it's been almost three months and I'm pretty proud of myself. But that being said, Sean is a man of his word and I know that he will come through. But just to address the elephant in the room on that vote off, Sean only knew what he knew, right, at the moment of time. And like any normal good player, it's self-preservation. And unfortunately, not that particular idol, but Nina's idol was the one that was meant to be played for me and it was me going back and forth with Nina, telling her, nah, don't worry, you just play it for yourself, Nina, because I felt bad in case it was her going home, and then Simon telling us the wrong information. But then I realized after Nina had played her, I looked back and body language and back to my freakish instincts or my spidey sense, I noticed that it was definitely me going home. That's when I kind of tried to play with Sean. But in that moment, Sean thought it was his name going home. The fault was not his, it wasn't mine, it wasn't Nina's, it was the pressure cooker of the game of Survivor, so we've all got some level of responsibility, and that's just part of the game, and I'll accept that, and I hope one day I get to play the game again. I love it, it's such a a thrill, it's a huge challenge, and I'm pissed that I didn't get to play some of those final challenges, they look so cool and fun, but I'm happy for everyone that ended up staying on and lasting and getting all the way to the end, but... Yeah, loved it. Mental health-wise, you know, coming out of that game, I was smashing that much food and I ended up just gorging like food, food, food. And and the Jury Villa was amazing. You know, we got to stay in such an amazing location and you're in a beautiful Jury Villa in a very beautiful place in Samoa and on part of the island. And you get to do basically whatever you want in that vicinity. You can swim, you can go to the pool, you can eat as much as you want, you can kick back, watch movies. Obviously, you don't leave. Sometimes there are outings, as you would have seen on the Jury Villa episodes on YouTube or Ten Play. But it was fun. It was really great. And I'm so happy I met some really cool people on the show this time. And great players, great human beings, everyone. Everyone I played the game with and that I met and I met on a deeper level were, were just, yeah, they were really, really incredible humans. And everyone was doing really good stuff in their life. And that made me really excited. So, yeah, I was stoked to play it. But here we are. It's 2023 now and like seven months since we played back last year. End of September, we wrapped up the game. Time goes very quick. So wherever you're doing right now, whatever you're up to, drop me a message if you've got further questions or want to learn more about this podcast or you want to share it with your friends or your family or comment on it, please leave a review. But yeah, I mean, going into my wedding this weekend, I'm very excited Definitely, I've got 80 plus Australians, my family, my closest friends flying from Australia all the way to Mexico. And we're going to be celebrating in style, that's for sure. It's been a year and a half in the making this wedding. And for anyone who's listening who is married, I'm sure you know that it can be very stressful to organize a wedding, to plan it, to make sure everything's going to go as best as you you could imagine. Because obviously, I want to make it the most incredible and special day for my fiance, Nadia or my wife-to-be, I should say. But yeah, there's been a lot of my own mental health challenges I've kind of been going through in the last few months. I don't mind talking about rock bottom. I feel like we all, one stage or another, will hit rock bottom in our life. I didn't realize I was going to hit it this soon again. My last rock bottom episodes were probably back in 2012, 2013. And here we are. Maybe it's a 10-year curse. I don't know. But it's 2023 and yeah, If I'm being brutally honest with my listeners and you guys, because you show up for me each and every day, yeah, it hasn't been the easiest, you know, start of the year. It's been probably some of the 
most challenging times for me. I'm going through a lot of transitions with my professional life, with my personal life. Obviously, getting married is a huge change. I live in America. I've stepped back from my day-to-day work with living, so I'm basically just doing the podcast and helping spread the word and building the brand that way for living. And I've loved every minute of it, but it's now I'm, I'm like creating this new journey for me, new projects on the horizon. So it's kind of scary. It's exciting at the same time. And with that definitely comes, you know, pressure and it comes these heightened expectations. What else can you do that's great? You've done something great. Now what's the next thing? People kind of have this expectation that you're going to be doing something great. I've got all the confidence in the world that whatever I do, it's going to be great. But one thing I have learned, I want to share this with every one of you. If you are going through a rough time or a transitional time, I probably should say with work or life or career or personal relationships. One thing I've learned is things that I'm going to do moving forward is I'm always going to do something that I thoroughly enjoy. It makes me excited to get up every day and I'm passionate about it. Like I have a like a related interest in it. Like it's meaningful. It brings purpose to my life. I'm not just going to do something because it pays the bills or it's just doing something kind of thing. I'd rather spend my time doing the things that I love, realizing that life is a bit too short. Like I've watched this last six months go by like that, you know, and it's just not worth it. And two, I'm probably definitely only going to be working with people that I love, people that I enjoy being with, people that I trust, people that, you know, bring the best out of me. The great support network as well, I think is important. So your right hand person or someone you work with or someone that you're married to or someone that you love as a friend, I think it's important to realize that they've got to be there at your worst. They've got to be there at your best, but they've got to support you no matter what and appreciate you unconditionally. That is a non-negotiable for me. And just doing greatness, you know, just wearing my heart on my sleeve and just trying to speak truth as much as I possibly can. And don't be afraid to speak and share how you really feel because oftentimes when you do that, other people will want to share as well. And you'll realize that you've just given someone permission to do that very thing that they've been struggling to do for so many years, which could potentially save or change someone's life. And I say change their life because oftentimes when you you share a light bulb moment or a breakthrough or a rock bottom, you kind of given someone else permission to share that with you. And even if it's a breakthrough and it's a great thing that they're talking about, it kind of, it excites them and it motivates them, you know, to want to help others. And I think that this is what it's all about. But anyway, guys, that's probably me rambling on for a bit too much there. And if you've got questions or if there's anything that I can ever help with, please sing out, reach out, follow me on Instagram, follow Livin, support us, keep supporting the great work that Livin does in Australia. They're doing remarkable work in and outside of schools. I'll be a massive ambassador and advocate for mental health no matter what. It's in my DNA. I've lived it. I'm living it right now. I've experienced loss on both sides. I know what it feels like being at rock bottom. I know what it feels like when you just want to end that pain. I know what it feels like when you sometimes don't feel like getting out of bed of a day. I know what it feels like when you're feeling so anxious, you just feel like curling up into a ball and you feel like that someone's chasing you every minute of every day. So I'm highly relatable and I'm here to listen if anyone ever needs some help. But from a professional standpoint, I'm definitely not a mental health professional. Reach out to Livin and they will be able to teach you or point you in the right direction to get the support that you need from a professional standpoint. But keep doing the great work you do, guys. I hope that I've given you as much insight as I can when it comes to Survivor. If you want to see another episode of this, maybe I can bring one out later this year. But until then... Please take care of yourself. Please look after yourselves and just have some fun. Have fun. Life is too short. 
go and live it as best as you can. Big love and we'll speak soon. Thank you for listening in to another episode of It Ain't Week to Speak. Please subscribe to the show and help us climb the charts so that we can attract new listeners and change more lives. If you found something very useful in this episode, please share and spread the love to as many people as you can. Don't forget to leave a review or a comment so that we can grow this community together because a conversation can save a life. If you want to continue this chat, please join me on the podcast Facebook group at living.org. I can't wait to share the next episode with you. But in the meantime, we're going to the top. And remember, it ain't weak to speak. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.